Hello and welcome back to the Boga Hunting Podcast, everybody. This is a show for hunters of all skill levels looking for knowledge and experience. But first, we'd really like to talk about a few people who helped make this all happen. First Light. First Light Camo. We uh, rock a lot of their gear a lot of the time. In fact, on a daily basis, I wear an article of First Light clothing. Great stuff. If you are a whitetail hunter, it's great stuff. If you hunt out west, we love it. Their wool is top of the line. Merino wool is the way to go. Firstlight.com. Another sponsor of this podcast is HuntWise. It's an app that's basically your one-stop shop when you want to do anything with hunting on your phone. It's got social media. It's got mapping software. It has a place to buy gear. It's it's awesome. If you want to learn more, go to HuntWise.com. Handcrafted in a small northern Michigan town, Bivouac Bow Company is Michigan's premier traditional archery manufacturer. Their machines and sanders are all purpose-built, and they only use the highest quality materials available. To meet the bowyers and their truly one-of-a-kind bows, visit bivouacbowco.com. If you haven't heard yet, there's a lot of buzz around saddle hunting these days, and if you're anything like us, you want to use the best gear available. If you're thinking of trying your hand at saddle hunting this year, don't settle for some knockoff brand. Use the saddle company that has been doing it since 1961. Visit trophyline.com to find out more. One of the reasons we've been so successful hunting in the backcountry is because we've had quality products to work with, and we've decided to partner with Seek Outside for a couple of reasons. All their products are really made to improve the backcountry experience, whether that's backpacks, tents, stoves, or other backcountry gear. These guys really know how to make a quality product. So if you want to learn more, head over to seekoutside.com. Last but not least, Stierka. Optics. Sturka Optics. Do you say Stirka? I say Stirka. Great binoculars, great rifle scopes. Yeah. I'm actually going to be rocking one on my uh, AR build that I have. A little red dot action. Mm-hmm. Great warranty made in the U.S. Uh, check them out. Stirkastrong.com. Well, why don't we dive into the, the, uh, the turkey stuff, guys? What do you say? I'm in. I'm, I'm ready. Just for the listeners, I... Uh, opened up some questions because we we got a good feedback from the joe episode last time uh we had him on talking turkey basics um we've we've got a turkey month going here and so we've got turkey questions from the listeners that have come in but there were a few things and joe you you even messaged us about them that we didn't cover that we should have covered well Um, yes (laughs) because i i actually listened to the I listened to the podcast today after you guys yeah. released it, and uh, as as I'm listening, I'm like, "Well, there we go, gone." And yeah. we never answered the the one question, and we're good for that. But um, yeah. the one question that I I really think we should have addressed, Jared asked me, "Do I put my decoys facing me?" Mm-hmm. I didn't and he's know like, that's oh, right. I, know "I know you mainly hunt with a shotgun." And to answer Jared's question, if I was hunting with a bow, I would absolutely put my decoys that are approximately 15 to 25 yards, and I would have my full strut, the white face gobbler, Hugh James, but he doesn't, he doesn't respond. So I'd have the the full strut white face um, decoy face me. That's that DSD that Dave Smith I got. And it's, it's unique because it's a full strut decoy. You add your own turkey fan to it, uh, which makes it a lot more realistic. Um, I don't run the wings, but, man, that white face is killer. Because 
a gobbler's head, if you don't know, a gobbler's head in here, I go on a tangent and I won't answer Jared's question. But this is, a good, but this is good. I like this. Yep. So the white face is key in the early portion of the breeding season or any portion of the breeding season because as a gobbler is about to breed a hen, his head goes white. A oh, mature man. Tom's head will go white mm. right before he's about <laughs> to breed. There's got to be I've... a joke in there somewhere, yeah. man. <laughs> I'm trying to find one. <laughs> Another weird fact is the blood doesn't even flow to his penis because a turkey doesn't have a penis, if we can say this. You can say um, penis on this, but we're a pro-penis podcast. Mm. And all right, well, usage a, of the word. and we're getting all this, all these weird facts in here, but so a, a, a mature Tom, when he's about to breed a hen, his head will go white. Um, I've seen it numerous times in the wild. I saw it this week. Um, I watched okay. a hen breed a gobbler. He was strutting with a lone hen, and she kept laying down in front of him. His head went from red, blue, and white to all white, which wow. immediately evoked a fight, an all-out fight between these three toms. Because the other gobblers know that that tom is about to breed. It creates insane jealousy. They come rushing in. They want to fight because they want to breed. Hmm. So Don't, don't we all? Yes, right? So you put that white-faced strutter out there, which Dave Smith, the decoys are freaking incredible. Um, I've never had decoys that work that good, but this white face, mature Tom's just immediately make a beeline for him. So if mm-hmm. I'm hunting with a bow with that decoy out, I have that decoy either facing directly at me because I want that Tom, that Tom's going to go head to head with that, with that white face strutter. So I want him to come in and turn away from me. Because he's going to be strutting. He's going to be yeah. sizing the other gobbler up, and they do that by strutting initially before they lock down and fight. So that gives you the opportunity to draw your bow with his head blocked by his body and his tail. Perfect opportunity, and you can shoot him right up the butthole, mm-hmm. which is a, a great shot opportunity with a bow. The old Texas yeah. heart shot. Oh, mm-hmm. you got a, you got a, a bullseye to hit. Right. And it, and it gives you a distinct aiming point versus shooting them from the front on or through the wing because even though you have landmarks on the wing and landmarks on the chest, you're still kind of guessing exactly where to lay it in. I mean, you can there's you know all the vital charts, but turkeys are always postured different. Every when you're yeah. about to shoot them, no turkey's going to posture like the picture you, you studied with the vitals. Yeah, there's going to be some slight deviation to that, and you've got to pick the right spot. You're shooting it like a softball-sized set of vitals. Right. If the turkey's facing away, you shoot right up the butthole, and game over. So wait, just rewind a second. So you're you're saying you want you're having the turkey facing you, your decoy facing you, so the turkey comes in right at it, and then if you're using a tom, right? If you're not using a, a tom, not a hen. If it's the hen, no. it would be facing away, right? Right. Yes. So a Tom, especially these strutter decoys, and I've never had much luck with decoys prior to my Dave Smith, but with this decoy, I would have the white face face me. That way I could get that gobbler to circle in front of them and go head to head with them and give me a butt shot. Yeah. And it allows me to draw my bow without him seeing me. That's the biggest, you know, it's going to obscure his vision. That's the best time to draw your bow. Um, is when he's facing away from you. So, yeah, so <laughs> that answers Jared's question. It also would work with a shotgun. If you think about it, mm-hmm. it, it gives you a chance. If your gun's not in position 
to get your your gun up, shoulder, take your sight pitcher, pop him out of his truck. Now, obviously, you can't shoot him up. You don't want to shoot him up the ass with a shotgun. You're going to want to get that headshot, but you just got to be patient. Eventually, you can break him out of the strut with an alarm putt or with a set of cutting, something to draw his, his head back around. Um, a lot of times, though, when I am hunting with a shotgun, I simply face my strutter decoy to my strong side. Now, I'm left-handed, so I set him facing his butt's on my left, his head's on my right. Cause I'm trying to get that gobbler on my right side because I'm left-handed. I can swing to the right. So even if I'm slightly out of position and I got to make a quick swing and shoot, I'm naturally, I, I swing more naturally to my right. It would be the reverse for a right-handed guy. He would want that decoy facing to the left or his left shoulder because he's going to more naturally swing to the left. Hmm. Um, so that's something to think about, especially if you get caught off guard, which a lot of times you are with these birds that are coming in quiet, yeah. that are more pressured gobblers. They may gobble up to 100 yards away and then come in quiet. He might catch you off guard. Your gun might be out of position. Yeah. And then if he does commit to those decoys, at least you, you're going to have him to your left if you're a right-handed shooter. And that yep. way you can take the natural swing and shoot. Um, so that's about the only question that I really – that was the only thing we really missed um, yeah. in the first podcast that we didn't answer that I think is, is a vital setup thing. Well, that's a good question, too, because um, one of the, the questions we got in today um, was, have you guys ever shot a turkey with your bow? And it, sound, sound, it seemed like the guy asking the question was, like, you know, this not an easy thing to do and just probably wanted to hear a little bit about, you know, ways to get him in close uh, and, and so on with a bow. Because it's a lot. You're, you're moving a lot. You're trying to trying to draw when the thing's not looking. And basically, they have almost 360-degree vision anyways. Right. So, and yeah, they tough. have no, they have no depth perception. That's why a turkey's head's always moving. Um, because they actually gain their depth perception by spinning their head and using both eyes. Um, I got so many sad stories I could tell about hunting with the bow. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I killed, we, we kind of went through the one where I killed that one, but <clears throat> I had a gobbler. It was a, it was a bad spot. I, I it was all around a bad spot, but I was running and gunning. And mm-hmm. I come walking out into this field edge and it was like midday. It was like 11 o'clock. Just walked out, stumbled across. There's a Tom strutting in the field all alone. No hens around. Hadn't answered. Had nothing. So I hit the dirt, crawled back, and I like had nothing. And I'm like, I looked and I'm like, I don't even know how I got to where I got without him right. seeing me. So I slid back. I slid my, my DSD out. Though I had the white face. Mm-hmm. And I had him facing me. He was only like seven yards away from me. Jeez. The decoy. Nah, maybe he was 10. 10 yards. 15. But nonetheless, it was all I could do. Then I crawled back, dragging my bow. Dragging my bow, mind you. I'm setting the stage. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm dragging I'm, I'm, my bow through sad. this oak, through stubble in a field. I get back, and there's like this just clump of jaggers, and I just kind of crawled into it. Broke a few. So that I could draw my bow back. What's a jagger? I, Time out. What's a jagger? Oh, this is a big debate. Go ahead. Uh, that, that'd be the thing that prick you. Oh, pricker. It's a pricker. Yeah, it's a pricker. Pricker or, bush. <laughs> or, or a, br- some a briar. Guys call them briars. Briars. Call them briar. It's a pricker, thorn, man. Thorn bush. But yeah, it, it's, you know, they're typically, they typically rip the shit out of your hunting clothes. So a ripper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I crawl back into them and... uh 
just real soft talk. Like I'm like, he heard me yelping. He he's heard me coming. So I just did some yelping or some real soft yelping, some clucking, a little bit of purring. And I just sat there and sure enough, I could hear him strutting and he literally come in and it's, it's, it was, it's a weird setup. It's hard to describe, but he was able to come in. He was literally right behind me, probably within, I could have probably turned around and hit him. And, uh, (laughs) he saw my decoy and all I had out was the strutter. There was no hen out. There was no time to put a hen out. My bag was actually laying not far from the decoy. Mm, Um, (laughs) just all around like foobard from jump street. Well, he works his way around the Jagger bush and (laughs) when he walked in front of me, I could have probably nudged out and hit him with my broadhead. Hilarious. And I mean, I have never been that (laughs) close to a mature Tom. I've had Jake's walk over my, my boots, my, my shins. Um, in setups because and that was with decoys, but they keyed in on where I was calling from. Cause I was messing with them right. over calling, doing all kinds of crazy crap just to make them gobble. Cause I was filming and uh, I actually had them walk right up to me, looking at me as a person sitting there calling. Like they, they knew I was there mm-hmm. walked right, right up to me. They didn't see my legs, but anyways, this gobbler walks, right. I could have, like I said, I could have probably nipped them with my arrow. Yeah. And I'm wearing, uh, at the time, I was wearing an ASAT 3D suit. Oh, yeah. yeah. A hood and yeah. the jacket. And I had on probably just brown first light pants. I, I love those, uh, the core guide pants. They're mm-hmm. like my go-to. Yeah. Um, so I had my legs on flat on the ground. I'm just sitting there with that 3D suit on. He walks right. He doesn't pay me any mind. because in what I noticed in... You, you can read a turkey's body language when he's strutting. Yeah. What he is keyed in on or what he is looking at, his t- tail will actually tip that way. So really? if yes, oh, yeah. you walk yeah, yeah, the yeah. gobbler that's that. strutting, his fan will favor what he's focused on. So if, if a hen's oh, doing yeah. right that he's focusing on, his tail will tip that way. Um the whole time he was coming in. He was, he never gobbled. He was doing the typical spit and drum. The yeah. He was also making a real, it was like a in the throat purr. Almost sounded like a clock. I never heard a turkey do that, but I never had a, tur- a, a mature tom that close to me. That close to you, right. It was definitely an aggressive type sound, but it was in the throat. And... He was he was focused on that tom that decoy. He was fanned his fan was favored to the right, which was to the side of the decoy. He could see me, but he never saw me. Right. When he turned, I drew my bow back, and yep. I was shooting a Hamsky limb driven off of. Uh, I think at the time I was shooting my, I was shooting a new breed ETX thirty five. I was shooting my ETX thirty five that day. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I had the Hamsky limb driven on it. I knew it's sub five. Uh, he was like five yards away when I ended up, when I squeezed it off. I knew I had to use my 30 pin, my middle pin to make contact and hit where, yep. where I that was close. looking. Yeah. Well, when I hit, 
the arrow went under him and stuck, <laughs> went under him, hit the ground, and took off like a missile. Yeah, I know that that flight bounced, trajectory. I've seen that. Bounced off my decoy and took a ride into the woods. Unbeknownst to me through the whole process, and I never saw my arrow not come up on the rest. I had actually ripped the cable for the limb-driven rest, and I had opened up the spring on the bottom of my hamski. My uh, rest never engaged with my limb. That sucks. It, it never yeah, that came. sucks. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how that how that all played out. I it it twisted that it twisted that spring and it jammed the rest. The rest never came up. the The rest was almost like flaccid. And hmm. uh, I know you guys like these kinds of words, so I try to pull them out. Uh, you know it, what? You sound <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I don't remember because once you lose the once you lose the, the tension on the rest, the rest does spring up. Mm-hmm. There was something was jammed. When I when I sprung that spring, it, it jammed something up. I can't remember exactly now. I, I'd have to really think about it. But anyways, my rest didn't engage. It didn't come up. It didn't go back down. And I literally just sent that arrow like a <laughs> rattle can. So, so go ahead. The, the key to getting them close and getting them w- with a bow is to get them close and then get them into a vantage point where you can draw your bow back, mm-hmm. whether it be in a blind or get them to face away from you, get them to go behind a tree. It's no different than shotgun hunting. When I got a gobbler coming in, I use the trees and the terrain to move my shotgun. If a, if a turkey goes behind a tree, that's when I move. Mm-hmm. If he drops below a hill, that's when I move. If he's strutting and he's facing away from me, that's when I move. It's no different with archery equipment. It's just there's a lot more movement at the moment of truth. Yeah especially for traditional archery now with the compound if you're if you're bowing down and dropping your draw weight you can effectively draw back and hold it for some time but the longer yeah, exactly yeah the longer you hold the less accurate you become the more that target panic sets in um a lot of things a lot of demons start working against you when you're holding a bow at full draw um and once again you're shooting a tiny target but yeah that was one of the one of the misses that i had i I had another one where he come in and it was a, it was a typical, I was holding back forever. I used a tree to draw my bow back. He went behind a tree. They were, I had the Montana decoys out on this setup and they didn't commit to the decoys, but they were working up towards the decoys. I used the tree to draw back. Well then when they did finally see the decoys, they shied away and I made a misjudgment of yardage and I shot over one's back. A lot of, I mean, there's a lot of variables that, well, the bow it's, that... it's a tar- small target. You can't move. They're moving like in a real erratic way. They don't well, seem like they think like a normal thing. Like no, a they normal don't. Animal, you know? And I mean, and that was one of them things where, especially running and gunning gobblers with a bow. When I set up, when I'm running and gunning with a shotgun, I just sit down and right. I look and I'm like, all right, I can shoot. I know what my gun's capable of. I, I like to get them in close, but I know I can shoot out to 50 yards and kill a tom. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I don't really worry about yardage or range and anything. When I have my bow, I try to sit down and range a few trees to get a perspective on the area. Mm-hmm. Because you're sitting down, that changes the way you're looking at the woods. And yep. a lot of times you'll misjudge yardage just because you're sitting down. Mm-hmm. It's a position you're not used to judging yardage from. Yep. Um, 
in that time, they caught me off guard. They were really close. I sat, I, I literally set my decoys out, crawled to the tree I was on. And then within seconds, they were on me. Yeah. I hadn't ranged anything. I knew my decoys were about 15 yards away from crawling because I was keeping track of how far I crawled. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't really have much clue. I misjudged, shot over his back. I thought he was yeah. 30. He was <laughs> like 20. Yeah. And it was no, just the weird, it was just weird because had he come into the decoys, I had a little bit of a reference, but he didn't. They kind of came in and then shied back away. I had to spin and shoot and eh, it was a mess. Yeah, that's, that's the, tr- we, we've had, Jared and I have had some tricky run-ins with uh, bow hunting. Tom. Been there for sure. Yeah. Oh they, yeah. It, it ha- if, it, it, I'm not ashamed to say I missed. Uh, no. I mean, if you're, if you're hunting, you're going to miss. It's, oh, yeah. it's just part of the facts. Um, what I'm not happy about is the two that I have wounded. And, uh, I mean, I'm 99%, 99.9% sure both of them are dead. I just couldn't find them. They don't yeah. bleed like deer. Um, one, he came in. I was actually hunting out of a blind. I had the DSD strutter set up. Perfect thing. He come in just like we talked. He come in, face the decoy. He was quick, though, as in he was like, he only faced away from me long enough to shoot the bow. And even though I was in a blind, I still didn't, I don't draw unless I try to have their head obscured because it's funny how they'll pick you up in a blind. I mean, I wear black, which is paramount in a blind. You want to wear black. You want to make sure the sun's not shining into your blind. You want it as dark as you can in there, but they still have this uncanny knack to pick you up when you're moving. They really Um, do. And I've worn the hex suit which that's a whole nother rabbit hole, but that hex suit is kind of neat. Cause it blocks, you know, your electromagnetic or whatever, your EMPs. I'm not saying it's complete bullshit. I'm not <laughs> saying I completely believe in it. Uh, me and Logan Ward on the day he killed his bird, that bird didn't, he never, no, no clue. Mm-hmm. I've had gobblers when wearing it that I've drawn back and, and I'll tell you another one that I hit. Um, but this guy, anyways, I had the, I was wearing the hex. I drew back nothing, but he had already, he was side shuffling. He was almost walking sideways. So I'm like, I had a perfect wing shot. I drew back when he was facing away. He started side shuffling. I had a wing shot. I put it right in there. I have it all on film. Yeah. And if anything, I hit one inch too high, one inch too high. Yep. And I mean, I studied it in slow motion. I broke it down frame by frame i watched the arrow go right through him i found my arrow not a, there's not a lot of blood on an arrow no matter where you shoot through mm-hmm. a turkey right um i i marked where he went into the woods it's an old it was where they had logged out about mm, three years ago and it's okay. a jungle a bunch of tops down bunch of stuff yeah I, I may have found like five to seven drops of blood crawling through there never found them turkeys will also bury themselves they'll crawl and and, and get under things when they're hurt and I never found, I spent the whole rest of my day hunting for that bird, trying to find him. Never found him. No, that's, um, that's the tricky part. The, the, them not bleeding is hard. The one I shot, Jared, that thing, like I, I shot it right at, and I hit, hit it. No blood. A shocking thing to me. The, the, can you say that again? Yeah. Bigger animal. You think they're, I was surprised by, by how little, when I shot the Turkey, when I shot my Turkey, you're breaking up pretty bad. Poor guy got all glitched out. Mm-hmm. 
It's like sugar rush. Can you hear me? It's like sugar rush up over in the chat. It's like bing. Uh, I got kids. I thought it was the thing I was saying. It's not a superhero. It's Mm. no superhero power over here. Mm -hmm. What the? It's the probably the storm. Hang on. Switching to Wi-Fi mode. Now, can you hear me? Yeah, the voice is better. There we go. I thought yeah, it was yeah. that my story was so bad, or I said something stupid, and you guys were like, "What?" Are well, you it could have it could have been a combination of the both. All right. Well, hey, this is a good time. We got to get to these questions. Ooh, yeah, we got right. like a ton of them to go through. Okay, right. so we've gone through a couple guys asked for tips for bow hunting gobblers. Have you ever taken a bird with a bow? Got those. Uh, okay, Jared. Mm. Uh, do you? This is actually both of you. Do you guys have a turkey call in within arm's reach? Yes. Joe. In my pocket. All right. So one of the things was, who's the best turkey caller? And uh, I nominate Jared, and I'm going to nominate, obviously, Joe. I would like you guys to give me uh, – I would like it if you guys could give me a little bit of a – say you're walking out in the woods, and you're just trying to locate some hens. Locate maybe a, a tom with, with its little harem of hem, hens. Like, what, what call are you going to use? What's it sound like? Well, let's not – and, and I, I, would, here, I win. Here, here's Jared wins. I win. Jared can win. Yes. And here's what I, I, I wanted to, and I wanted to get to this, and this will be a good point. Okay. Guys should never listen to other guys call to learn how to call turkeys. Mm-hmm. Okay. You should never try to listen to the cadence of a man. There's enough recordings on YouTube. Actually, uh, a guy, he's a local guy to this area, Claycomb Outdoors. Um, he puts together some fantastic videos with hen talk, real live hen talk from the woods. Um, another guy, Denny Galvis, he's from Dubois, Pennsylvania. He puts out some incredible hen footage, live hen footage, um, mainly the audio. Also, there's audio from Treetop Turkeys. Um, yeah. go on Google. If, if you're trying to learn how to call, do not listen to your buddy. Do not listen to me. Do not listen to Jared. Listen to me. We may, we may, <laughs> <laughs> we may, and, and I feel like I'm a pretty proficient caller. However, you need to listen to the actual tone and cadence of a real wild hen. I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, li- I like the advice. I just wanted you guys, I wanted an excuse that you guys at least call how about this you guys not competing not this is not educational for anybody no, nothing about this show is really ever educational <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> uh, there's no at least jared and i we're not experts we try to bring a few in i i want to hear you guys like i want to see what your take on uh a, your your most go-to like cadence or sequence would, would be just just to, you know because i know you guys both hold like on, the hold diagrams on, hold on. You got your show, Jared? Jared's got it. What? You got a new one there, Jared? Yeah, I got the, uh, it's a, I think it's the Woodhaven, what is it, the Red Wasp? Okay. That's a good call. Yeah, I like it so Jared's far. Jared's going to have to go solo. Let's see, Jared. All right. Um, <laughs> so, I guess to answer your question, I would probably do like a, I would obviously just do a Yelp, like a lost hen Yelp. So, I'm guessing if in the case I was looking for a hen or hens, or if I was trying to locate a gobbler. Yeah, I would do a a Yelp, a lost hen yelping. So we'll see if I can not blast the microphone too bad and just give something. So give me a second and just chat away. Yeah, I wanna I wanna have the sound guy throw in a turkey gobble. So I'm gonna say, here's my <laughs> gobble, and I want him to edit in a turkey gobble, and that'll be my call. 
I, you said ahead, I do have one of those uh, shaker gobbles. I that thing creeps me out. I don't use that. <laughs> it doesn't look com- yeah, it looks comforting. Like you're, you're waving a black. Pros- All right. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Ooh, that sounds okay. good. I'm a little. It might have been a little I, fast I for my tempo, though. It's good though that Jared need practice because. Somebody yeah. asked us to enter a, a turkey You're call a dick. contest, and I just signed Jared up without asking him. So Jared is in a, a competition with the BHA. And, That's sweet. Uh, yeah, he's like, I'm like, hey Jared, by the way, I uh, signed you up for a turkey calling uh, contest. So I've been uh, perfecting my purr, and it's gonna Let's be it. it's gonna be dynamite. Oh, dude. Okay, can, would you lay a little a track on us? I'll try. Okay. Let's hear. Not bad. Let's so, let's hear your turkey call then. All right, so you're looking for just a run of the mill locate and walking down a trail. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. I'm I uh, I love the uh, little purr in the beginning. That's something I've really been trying to get get after. and it all depends like a lot of times if i'm like if i'm walking trying to strike a bird i'll use a box i got a uh it's a smith smith's box it's the hustling hen is it smith i is it i think it's smith the hustling hen Mm -hmm. and then i also have the woodhaven their ninja series box which i really like I don't play with friction too much. I, I use a I have a brass from Mouthy Maniards I like. But yeah, so the purr like when I get a gobbler close, my koi talk, like I really quiet it down and like I like to throw I call them gimmies and whips into my purr sequence mm-hmm. with just some light clucks and I just See what what cut are you using on that diaphragm? So this is a Galvis's Master Choice. Okay. It's a two and a half read call. Wing cut or is that a V cut? Straight. They're straight. Just straight. Straight reads. Okay. No cuts. But mm. it does everything. I mean, it's it's all manipulated with airflow and tongue pressure and um, actual how much pressure you're putting from your throat on it as well. But I, mm. I mean, I'm when I'm yelping, I'm yelping from my gut. There, there's so much realism in this call but you can't just robotically blow air across the reeds you've got to work the call all right I'll, you know what we'll call it a solid tie hey wait no wait third entry right here ready all right jim that i mean that's a winner right there <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it up watch this yeah it's like a gobble Perfect. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. So moving on to questions here. All right. Um, and the, we're going to start opening these up. Uh, let's see here. Starting at the very beginning, how do you, when we covered this already, how do you use wa- uh, bodies of water to your advantage? I want, give me a 30 second take on, on how you approach turkey hunting and bodies of water. You talked about it a little last time, Joe. Yeah, and, and mainly I'm looking at them because turkeys need water, and turkeys seem to flock to water, pun intended. Um, they, uh, I, I don't know why, and, it, and a lot of it has to do in the spring with the growth that comes around them, 
and the bugs and different things. And plus they do need water. I focus on waterways. Plus a lot of times they will provide navigation. Like you can follow a creek through and if it gets thick, I'll drop down and walk in the creek and then pop back out and call. Um, I, the one thing I don't like about cricks is I don't like setting up by them because you can't hear anything. Right. Um, mm. I've also found that I don't know, I, it may be just my area. If there's a lake on public land, there's normally good hardwoods, mm-hmm. whether it's yeah. because of the water in the ground, the, the streams or the springs around that feed in, I'll find good stands of hardwood, which is where turkeys like to roost good mass crops, whether it's because of the added moisture in the ground, whatever it may be. I've just found that areas with water hold turkeys and yeah. I will focus on them. I'll accept that. Jared, you got any add to that? Um, I guess my stipulation with creeks or rivers or that one, if they're, if I can't cross them, I'll probably like to stay away from them just because if there is a bird on one side and I'm on the other, it's almost guaranteed that he's not going to cross that thing. So if I can't cross that body of water, then I'm just going to, I don't know, I'll probably shy away from it. So yeah, here's, here's the thing. Kicks in. Yeah. I, I, di- I disagree with you, dude. Okay. Why? I, if, when I find, <laughs> I, I've got a, especially because I've got a, I've got a creek spot in mind that I've got waiters. I know you've got a creek spot in mind, but and you've never, you've never, the thing is you've never been able to cross it. And what has been your dilemma on that spot? Here's Setting why. up on the right, <laughs> on the right side. Yeah. No one will cross that river to get to this spot, and you can't do it unless you come all the way past. Like, you can't come in any other better way than crossing the, the this little creek mm-hmm. that's fairly high. So my thought is if I can cross it, then I can get up in, a, like, an opportune spot, have them fly down right next to me, shoot them before they know it hits them. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I want to use that to weed out hunters. Mm-hmm. I will go with you on that. Anything that creates an obstacle to other hunters, yeah, and get I mean, that's you just like further out. Hunting one on one, yeah, right. Yep. No, yeah. If you're willing to go the extra mile, it, it normally pays off. I'm with you on that. All right, I got one. I got another question here. How important is camouflage for hunting turkey? Paramount. Yeah. Paramount. A- absolute mm-hmm. importance. Turkey can. Turkeys have trichromatic eyesight. They have the ability to see color. So it's very, very important. I am also completely insane, and I believe in... A thing called love. No. I believe in the animal's ability to, to detect UV light, especially in your hunting clothing. Turkeys can see UV light. I'm pretty sure they can. Yes. So can deer. So if... And, and I don't know... I, I mean, I'm not a deer or a turkey. I don't see like them. But I try to check all my exterior garments to make sure that they don't reflect UV light, um, because I believe that they can I, pick I up on that. I have gotten more pictures of your clothes and under UV <laughs> yeah. than I've gotten from anyone else. Well, here, here's here's one thing I'll say, and I'll openly say it: I don't care anymore. I'm not I, I'm not affiliated with anybody. Um, Free agent. I quit wearing ASAP because too much of it gone. You're right. No, oh, I lost complete audio to you guys for a second. I have no well, idea what's going on with my phone. It's com- acting like a complete jackass. So that's fine. Well, you know what? Next question. Yeah, send it. Wait, wait. Well, let's let's touch. I wanted to touch on something. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Turkey. So turkey camo. Yeah. So hmm. I I believe in this UV light stuff. Now I'm not crazy. I am crazy, but I'm not horribly crazy. But I check my exterior garments. 
I have some stuff from ASAT I still wear. It doesn't glow. Most of the old right. stuff. Everything that I've gotten, I started wearing a lot more first light stuff. Uh, yep. I just like the way it fits. I like the function of it. I haven't got any of it yet that has glowed. Beautiful. Um, okay. And I test it's wool or what? Well, merino wool, the natural characteristics of merino wool is it absorbs UV light. It doesn't reflect it. So that's a big plus. Plus, um, whoever First Light is using to manufacture their clothes or wherever they're coming from, the actual fabric and the dyes is, it's not, it doesn't reflect, which is awesome, which is huge to me because I check everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so head to toe camo utterly important which also makes running and gunning turkeys with a bow a little bit more challenging because you have to cover your face up and i like to break my outline of my head up with a 3d head net yep which right. the first light phantom series i got that i got the fusion top and head net which is just money for spring with the green in it because turkeys do see color mm -hmm. um yep. so it's important to match your surroundings blend in you don't want to be wearing, um, you don't want to be sticking out like a sore thumb wearing some crappy camo or faded camo because turkeys can't see that. Um, do guys kill turkeys in flannels and faded camo? Yeah, absolutely. Movement is key. If you don't move, they won't see you. I've had, you know, in, in rifle season, I was walking along with them. I was wearing orange. Right. It's all on moving naturally, not making erratic movements, sitting still. But, yeah, I take it to the nth degree, but I've also had some pretty crazy close encounters, and I think but it, also, it, it why, was worth why would it. You, why would you not want to stack things, you know, the odds in your favor? Mm -hmm. I take could. every advantage I can get. Right. Because I'm entering their domain. They yep. know where – they're, they're not coming to play in my woods. I'm going into their woods. They know everything about them. And, yeah, I try to take every advantage I can legally and ethically. Yeah. So, okay, on to the next question. All right, so we've got some serious ones. and some, Somebody, some. let's see here. Somebody just had some random weird questions like, uh, who is your favorite actress? I'm not sure how that fits in with, uh, with turkey mm. hunting. But you know what? You know what? While we're, let's, I'm throwing it out. Well, who's your favorite actress, guys? Dude. Um, mm. Nothing really jumps off the top of my head. You're such a chauvinist pig, dude. Meg wow. Ryan. Meg Ryan, huh? Why? I don't know. I just, I mean, there's, I can't, I'm trying to think of the old, the old country mute movie I used to watch, like, repetitively as a kid that she was in, uh, with Dennis Quaid. It was a good one. I was younger. That, and, uh, uh there was one with, like, the dude that came back, he was dead. Meg Ryan, it was, like, a weird one. I have no idea. I don't know. Meg Ryan just jumped. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, Jared? Meg Ryan. Yeah, there we go. Um, I would say either Kate Blanchett or Scarlett Kate, Joe. Kate Blanchett's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Kate Blanchett. I mean, she's in some, some good movies that I like. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit series. She's in Thor, Ragnarok. Jared does love a good Lord of the Rings, L-O-T-R. Oh, man. Movie. I bet you I could quote those things front to back. <laughs> I think there was a there was a point in my life that it would be on at least once a day. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I, I would just throw it on. Most of the time I lived with you, it was on once a day. It would just be playing in the background. 
So I think I'm gonna say Meryl Streep. Well, that's okay. She's got a, you know, you know, I, I think, yeah, no, Meryl Streep might be one of my faves. I like uh, or uh, or uh, Char- um, Charlie's Theron. Is that how you say it, Charlie's? Char- Charlie's, yeah, Theron, yeah, Theron. yeah. I, I think I, like... I think the Meg Ryan thing for me was more like a uh, teenager type crush thing. That's fair. You know, yeah, I, mean, I think I was. Maybe I'm into Meryl Streep. I don't, you know, like now Meryl Streep. Maybe Except, that's kind of my thing. That's acceptable. Ooh. Uh, I would. The other one, I would say, I like Tina Fey. She makes me laugh. <laughs> she is funny. She, I like the show Thirty Rock. That show cracks me up. All right, we're gonna get on to some serious turkey topics because this is just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Dang, oh, what? Wait, type of, what? Just, <laughs> didn't there, well, I'm pretty sure there's a question that said coffee or tea. I was gonna save that one, but yeah, the other one, one of the other ones was coffee or tea, and we were talking about this ahead of the the, the recording. Jared's convinced of what? Jared, make your case. My case is that coffee is a style of tea. I don't know what the actual definition of tea is, whether it has to be a leaves or stems, but you are basically grinding up a bean and steeping it into a tea. That's my take. I don't, I don't buy that. Uh, you know, I don't even know if there is such thing. I don't. I mean, who drinks tea? I, mean, I drink this, tea for me. This, this guy. Day. This guy. Well, see that. I don't. I mean, that might be the problem. Well, I drink fancy, coffee man. too. We're dandies. <laughs> see, I, I, it's coffee or nothing for me. Can you Actually, can, can you wake up in the morning without coffee? Like, yes. do, do you have to have a cup of coffee, or else you're just like lethargic? No, I, I can. No, I can function. Actually, during archery season, most mornings I don't drink coffee. Right. Just because you don't get coffee not, Well, no, just because I don't want to have to. I don't want to. I mean, I'll pee out of my tree stand, but I, I don't. I prefer not to. See, um, that's it. That. So you're a pee out of the tree stand guy too. I will if I have to. I'm not gonna pee my pants. You know what, Jared? This is. I just came up with something. We, we're, this is gonna be. We for a while we were doing what like most essential item in your pack. Mm. I think we're going forward. I want to do. Will, are you willing to pee out of your tree stand? Because we've had a heated debate about some. Mark will pee in a bottle. And take like towed it with him. my brother in law does it too. He's convinced. He's like, no, I, I pee in the bottle. I take the bottle with me. And he's peed in the bag. So uh, yeah, I I nah, it doesn't bother me. I will if I have to. Right now, I won't if I if, if I can hold it, I will. But if I gotta pee, I'm yeah, I'm not peeing my pants. You're just gonna run with it. All right, next question. Yeah, what's your favorite weather for turkey hunting? What what weather is your favorite? Man, I could go. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, give me give me forty degrees in the morning on a bluebird day with no wind. Mm. I would say I would almost match that. Only I would be just after a rainstorm. Maybe that was what I was gonna say. Mm. Mm. I will say rain, a little fog. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing's more exciting with a front moving in with thunder cloud with thunderheads. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, you want to <laughs> talk about? It's just that Jimmy's going whitehead over a, there. Yeah, oh, my yeah. head just turned totally white. <laughs> Full strut white face. That was his nickname <laughs> in high school. There you go. There it is. <laughs> Finally. Got it in there. Yeah. I, there's that's what, nothing, that's what she said. <laughs> dude, there's nothing more exciting, though, or or cooler than sitting uh, sitting under blue skies watching a gray front move in with thunderheads, and as they're dropping, having toms erupt. Mm, and yeah. you want to talk about the, the classic ticking time bomb 
because you're, you know, you start working a gobbler and he's coming in and a lot of times I've had gobblers race in the storm, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'll take it every time if I shoot the Tom and then get yeah. drenched and almost die from a lightning strike. Right. Nothing's more depressing though than having spooking that bird, having them hang up or just lose interest in and having to hoof it to the truck getting soaked. Right. No, I, I think though, I feel like the opposite is my favorite when it's like still dark out and it's raining too thundery or too lightningy, <laughs> but it stops right as day breaks. And then the sun comes and I feel like they're going to get their things dried out and they head to the field and you can just pop them right there. Speaking you of can. speaking of lightningy, we just had yeah. a giant strike here about five minutes ago and I felt yeah. a click on my head from the lightning. I want to. <laughs> just I, saying. <laughs> I'm glad you. There's two things I want to say about that. First, I'm glad you're safe. Second, remember before this podcast when I'm like, give it about a half an hour and the storm's going to hit. You also said it's coming from where you were, which is impossible. North, north, west, down. When you know, man, just check the. You know what? Check the weather channel once in a while. You're so ignorant. Don't be ignorant. You got an app on your phone for that. Yeah, weather underground. There's, Get it, man. All right. Next question. Hello. We've announced that you've been chosen to win an iPhone yes. 11. Reply to claim. <laughs> yeah. So we got one of those. Buckets. <laughs> yeah, that is a good, good day. All right. Um, well, this is a good one to end on. Okay. Um, what is your single most useful piece of advice, best advice uh, that you can give uh, just on the subject of turkey hunting? Oh, don't I over. Summarized it a little bit. Don't overcall. So okay, why? You gotta explain a little bit. How do you not? How do you explain more than that? Like most most people, once they hear well, why. Most most reasons when somebody hears a, a tom gobble off, they think, "Oh, I just have to keep calling, having that tom respond back, yeah. and he's just gonna come in." But what what eventually happens is, when you're responding to the gobble, you are saying like, if you are doing a yelp, then you're saying, "Hey, I'm over here, come this way," which would in theory work, but in reality. The hens come to the tom, in nature. Right. In nature, the f- which is yes, which is why they are colored and have the appearances they do. Correct. So if you're sounding off every time he gobbles, he's thinking, "Oh, sweet, I've got a hen coming," and he's just gonna stay up yeah. right where he is and not come anywhere. So the that's the key, the key is to play a little hardball, play a little hard to get. That's good. That's so, very good advice. But I want to match your advice. Because uh, I know Jerry, Joe's going to have better advice than me, so let me well, get this one in. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait. I might wanna, steal it. I'm going to expound on Jared's advice. Oh, brother. Aww. So you can't let take you, it, though. You can't take his. Yeah, you can't let, take mine. I, I'll, I'll, I'll create my own, but I want to okay. say one of the deadliest things I do in the turkey woods, one of the deadliest things is I reverse the role of nature. So what I do is I'll get a tom fired up. Or I'll get a hen fired up, and then, well, it, it, it's more it's more fitting to, for a gobbler. So I, I strike a gobbler. Yeah. I don't talk until he talks. First one that talks loses. Mm-hmm. I let him gobble again. I see. Yep. And yep. then I answer him. Play that hardball. Then I don't. Then next one to talk loses. I wait for him to gobble. Then I respond to him. 
and I'll do that all the way till I shoot him in the face. So you're, I, you know what? That's 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 pretty good last advice. Like, don't be the one to talk first. Mm-hmm. Let him talk. That's first. how so I roll. Say, I like that. All right, now on with yours. Mine was just going to be don't talk, don't call too little. <laughs> <laughs> um actually no but seriously don't call too little because you you do have to i mean i i definitely call less than you jared i would say and my one of my big problems when i started out is i didn't feel very confident in calling i just hardly called Hmm. yeah i can see his his phone is is going blank again i can hear you idiot do you see that, or is it my phone? I it's that? your phone. It's your, yeah. Are you there, Jared? <laughs> yes, I'm here. Can you hear him? Yeah, I can hear him. It's you. Ah, crap. Sucks to suck. <laughs> but I think we got. I think we got his. Yeah, man. His Don't call too little. Good job, Jim. Yeah. yeah. And and I can I can also agree with that because at the same time now, totally contradicting what I just said. If you have a gobbler, especially one that you see out in yep. the field, a bird that you can visually see, and he gobbles, and you're reversing the roll, and this is going to get to my advice. You can see this gobbler. He gobbles. You call back, and then he starts mm. feeding. Mm. Well, you need to fire right. his ass up. Give him something. Well, yeah. Exactly. The, you- first, the first two years I, I turkey hunted, I mean, the first year I really didn't call at all. Pinch points, I literally hunted them like deer because I didn't know <laughs> any better. And I, again, I just wasn't very confident. And so I'd see them, but they'd be so far away that you finally get them to kind of understand where you are and start coming your way when you when you fire them up a little bit with the call, even if it's just like calling and responding to them types of call. To call in the first place is huge. Sure. Well, yeah. So it's a vital part. So. My advice, and in, in I mean, quite honestly, the, the best advice you can that I could really give is to be patient. Yeah. But also, don't be a robot. Um, I and, and and I'm big, and I'm I am going to call back in and call for you. I'm but so uh, <laughs> I think about what you're saying to that Tom, which read up. Educate yourself. Find out yeah. what you can about the turkey's vocabulary and what they're saying and what they're trying to to personify to the other turkeys in the area. And uh, just put a little freaking emotion into it. And uh, it sounds it, it sounds a little sweet, but um, it, it it definitely is. It's helped me kill a lot of birds. Mm-hmm. I could. Yeah. yeah, that's good advice. No, it's it's been fun talking to different guys that that do different things. Um, but you've certainly been successful at it, so I appreciate you uh, coming on, uh, using your expertise to teach us more. Uh, we'll have to do one of these on deer hunting, and if you uh, get out bear hunting again, maybe uh, with bear hunting too. You got you did pretty well. Was it last year that you did that, or two years ago? Yeah, we went. I went out two years ago. I, I, I had plans to go out this past year, but it just didn't work out with work and kids and yep. at life i know that game. yeah so hopefully hopefully i'll be out again this 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 fall which they're changing the seasons drastically around here oh yeah so it's giving us a little bit more opportunity awesome. yeah that should but, be interesting yeah. yeah 
I'm I'm trying to go back. I'm trying to go back through my my feeble mind here, and uh, you know we've hit a lot of high points. And if if anybody if anybody uh, with the whole Corona lockdown, I mean I'm still working, but I find I have a lot more time not being able because all our sports are shut down. I'm not coaching or anything. If anybody yeah. has questions, concerns, uh, just maybe wants to sound something off off of somebody. They can shoot me a message. Instagram's the easiest way. That's really the only social media I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm happy to answer questions, and I'll be filling my story up here a little bit more as as the spring progresses with stuff. But what's your uh, what's your Instagram handle for people that are looking you up? It's just my name. It's uh, Joe underscore Victor. Good luck spelling. It's uh, yeah. You almost need Instagram holding. Then. Is that in your profile? Is it you with a turkey, or what's your profile picture? Uh, it's me and my boy with the buck I shot. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Um, that was a good buck. It, it was a good one. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, like, there's so much. There's so much shit you could talk about. We could be on here, and, we, and maybe we can we can come back on in uh, at a later date. Maybe even recap all this at the end of the spring and kind of talk yep. about what worked, what didn't work, what we all learned. Hopefully you guys kill birds. I yeah, have I, uh, I have made the decision I'm going to – I end up with, depending on how it all plays out, I end up with four tags, two in West Virginia, two in PA. Now, my boy, he's, on, he's still on the mentor program, so he eats one of my tags. Hmm. Um, he shoots a bird. I transfer it to him. He tags it, which I, if I was allowed to, I'd give him both of them for PA, yeah. but you're only allowed to give him one. Sure. Um, now, my brother and my father-in-law, they've said that, hey, I, I want to come out and just watch, and then I can give him my tag. So yeah. I don't know if, if that works, and I'm, but I'm planning on, I have full plans on bow hunting PA for turkey again this year. Awesome. Yeah, yeah we've I'm got, go down we've got one week face. here. We've got one week here, so hopefully we get it done in that one camping trip, public land one week. Weekend, mm-hmm. So. It's kind of it kind of sucks that you guys are so limited, but by the time turkey season's over, I am the Walking Dead. It beats <laughs> the crap out of you. I feel like I'm it, so tired after turkey I got about uh, about six to seven weeks, and I'll roll right up to the final bell if I have to. But I also enjoy it. I'll I'll take guys out. Like I I, I like to call. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. hey, Joe, thanks for uh, coming on. We'll uh, definitely be talking to you in another week or so or whenever season ends. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. Be sure to head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us a subscribe and maybe a friendly review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Until then, if you want to follow us along on our Instagram page, it's Boga Hunting. Thanks again. <laughs>